You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Live from Hampton Roads in the heart of the 757, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake today. Best spot to catch a game, and there's going to be a whole bunch of them coming up later this week. Uh, NCAA tournament. If you're in the mood for a place where you can catch all the games, all the TVs, have all the specials, all the food, all the drink, Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake off Battlefield Boulevard sounds right up your alley. Uh, If you're in the mood for destruction, one of the cooler events in the area could be right up your alley as well. Spring Day of Destruction over at Larry King Law's Langley Speedway. Uh, So we're going to give away those tickets within the next half hour, so keep those uh, dialing fingers ready. Speaking of dialing fingers being ready, Frank and Chesapeake's on the call-in line. We talked about Deron Payne getting paid by the commanders just a few minutes ago. And uh, on the call-in line, Frank has some thoughts. The call-in number is 757-687-9494 for all your NFL free agency reactions. Frank, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Payne getting paid? Frank, are you there? Frank, I think I hear your your turn signal, so good job on that one. But uh, are you there to talk about uh, talk about paying Deron Payne? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy, man, because you got you got to have that 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 strength in the middle. You can't let them guys run the ball right straight up the middle on you. It's easy for a defensive lineman. He just got to you know know how to get around lineman and get to the quarterback. But when you're strong in the middle, you know you got to keep that going. I'm not worried about Chase Young and uh, Montez Sweat. Let them worry about them next year if they if they if they produce. Ain't worried about them right now. So, so you would prioritize just off of position, is what you're saying? The guys in the middle versus the guys on the edge. No production. If you if you get oh. double digit sacks <laughs> in the middle, you're you're a monster. All right, appreciate the call. Uh, I do think that that. I mean, it's it's a give and take. Let's. I, I was going to go with the. I, I agree that the interior is is where the the kind of foundation is set, but. There's a reason why edge rushers that can use speed and, and get around the edge and get to the quarterback are so darn important um, and so darn high paid, right? Uh, if Chase Young lives up to his his expect or his potential, which I don't think he's done yet, but if he if he does, based on the athleticism profile he has, you're going to want money to pay that guy. And if it's all tied up in, in other defensive linemen, you're going to be pretty darn mad at yourself uh, but at the same time if he doesn't live up to that potential you're going to go thank goodness we have Deron Payne locked up so it's it's a risk it's a risk it's a calculated risk but it is a risk for for Washington let's look at this number one overall trade because uh, the Bears have some kind of plan what that plan is I'm not 100% positive but they have some kind of plan by the way uh, the deal the the reported deal for Tremaine Edmonds, formerly of Virginia Tech, who is a Bills middle linebacker uh, who is signing with Chicago. Four years, $72 million, $50 million guaranteed per Adam Schefter's source. Uh, that would be the largest four-year contract for an inside linebacker in the NFL. So the, the Bears have a plan. I, I, I don't know what that plan is, but they have a plan. They, uh, they traded the number one overall pick to Carolina. 
Courtney Cronin was on with Canty and Carlin, and uh, he thinks, or she thinks, I should say, that Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, got everything he needed. The haul is exactly what Ryan Poles wanted, and to be able to get a receiver right now in this group, it helps because they their leading receiver was Darnell Mooney, and he finished with 493 receiving yards and two touchdowns and missed the final five games of the season. Of course, the future draft capital is a big deal, but when you think about this team and helping Justin Fields build as a quarterback for right now, having somebody for him to throw the ball to is of critical importance. So getting a receiver in this trade helps Chicago, gives them a little bit more clarity as, regarding what the moves they can make going forward starting on Monday when the legal tampering window opens. The Bears got the haul they wanted. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. Actually, I, I like that as a take. Me and Courtney Cronin are on the same page. All right, the multiple first, the multiple seconds, DJ Moore. Love it. The Bears got the haul they wanted to set up their young quarterback for success. The Panthers gave it up. Right, The exact haul that the Bears wanted to set their young quarterback up for success is the exact same thing. Like That's how trades work. The exact same thing that the, the Panthers gave up. Everything that is good for Justin Fields is bad for whoever the number one overall pick is. As of right now, the Panthers have the worst possible team in place to develop a young quarterback, which is exactly what they, what they just traded for, a young quarterback. They traded for the number one overall pick. They are almost... I don't. I almost want to eliminate. Almost, they are guaranteed to take a quarterback if they pick that number one pick, and and they're gonna, as of right now, usher him into a team that has Terrace Marshall or Lavisca Chenault as the number one wide receiver, that has Chuba Hubbard or Raheem Mostert as the the top running back, that has an offensive line that is injured, although they do have one stud. Uh, Iquanu as as the 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 tackle. They have one stud left tackle, but other than that, a bunch of injured veterans. Now, do they have means to, to fill some of those? Sure, right? Free agency started. haven't seen a ton of wide receivers get signed, so there's names out there. Uh, running backs are out there, the, right? The Miles Sanders of the world, the Devin Singletary's of the world. But I don't think you can make like a perfect incubator or, an, or even a very good incubator for a young quarterback by, by scratching things together in free agency. And maybe you would have been able to in the draft if you didn't just trade away so much draft capital. Panthers have the first overall pick. That'll be the quarterback. They have a second, a third, two fourths, and a fifth. They, I mean, not only do they have to hit on most of those, they can't miss on a pick. And they have to be ready to contribute now. It can't be, oh, we drafted a project and hopefully they help us out a year or two from now because that quarterback's going to need help right now. And even if it is Bryce Young, right? And I'm as big of a, a fan of Bryce Young's football mind as anybody, watching him process is, is unbelievable. But that doesn't mean he's going to be out there, you know, ready to, to tell everybody what their job is and make sure everybody's doing their job. He's going to have enough on his own plate going to the NFL. Carolina in this free agency period needs to be perfect. Then in the draft, they need to be perfect. Then they need to help with, with they need to get help with having a very healthy team. And their quarterback on top of that that they're drafting probably has to be very mentally and, and kind of emotionally stable as he goes through ups and downs completely out of his control. Tim, you talk about David Tepper and, and kind of his the emotions that he goes full Aggressive. force on everything. Aggressive. Do you worry about that emotion getting the best of him, especially in something that means so much to a team like that first overall mm-hmm. pick? But, of course, giving away so much 
that you may not be able to develop that first-round pick like you want. It's Well, it depends. Where does the aggression end, right? Does Do they kick a ton of salary cap into the future and sign studs to help them out now? Do they uh, trade a bunch more future draft capital away to move up this year? Do, like, How much does that, that uh, aggression translate towards being aggressive to help the guy they were just aggressive to get? I don't know. Um, the one thing we haven't seen with Tepper yet is having something that he feels is precious. Everyone that he's had on, on the Panthers since he, he bought the Panthers, he's seen as expendable. Christian McCaffrey, traded. DJ Moore, traded. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, benched and brought back and benched and brought back. and P.J. Walker benched and brought back. There, there hasn't been anyone who he's like hitched his, his team to long term. This number one overall pick will be. And I'm, I'm interested to see how his ruthless nature goes towards, okay, now I have to be ruthlessly supportive of this individual rather than ruthlessly cutthroat at, if you're not with me, I'm moving on. But, again, I, I like what the Bears did with the pick. They now have their, their homework cut out for them to go draft well and all those sorts of things. But the Panthers, I mean, they, they've got to make – They've got to make magic happen a few times. They need a couple rabbits to come out of a couple hats, or else I would not want to be Stroud or Young or whoever they draft number one overall. I'd be looking at my agent going, you know, Indy at four sounds lovely, right? Indianapolis at four, a ah, little less money, a little less physical pain, a little more open wide receivers, Michael Pittman, a little more handing it to Jonathan Taylor when I need a breather. How about it? Eli Manning, what would you do if you wanted to go to the team drafting fourth and you were going number one overall? Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We want your reactions to the biggest stories of free agency. Jimmy Garoppolo going to Vegas. Three years, $65 million, 34 of it guaranteed. San Fran making their defense even more bananas. Javon Hargrave, four years, $84 million, 40 guaranteed. The Chiefs playing musical chairs with their tackles. Your reaction to NFL free agency, 757-687-9494. We'll get to some of those stories, including including Jimmy G to the Raiders. Coming up next, stick around. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Did he really just say that? Ask him for yourself at Donnelly Sports on Twitter. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, live today, part of our lead-up to the NCAA tournament on Thursday. Today we are at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. I was eating wings. I was, I was eating something spicy that was like a little popper. There were, there were chips. It was a whole smorgasbord and uh, they called it the, the double dribble. But there's plenty of options. You need to come check it out, right? Slam dunk baskets. Everything's kind of themed for Hoops Madness, a uh, little special menu. They also have their regular menu, uh, but they have the three-pointer platter, creamy Mexican corn dip, chicken bacon ranch rolls, meat chips and curds, the alley-oop platter, uh, battered green beans, buffalo chicken dip, meat chips and curds. There's a whole bunch. Come out and check it out here at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Also... Check out the Las Vegas Raiders. Who keeps giving Josh McDaniels all of this power? 
the Raiders knew what they wanted all along. I, it feels like even last year was all about just finding a way off the Derek Carr Express. They're like, we can't just jump off right away. Let's turn it into a something so then we can leave. They, they, they knew what they wanted all along, and it was a Josh McDaniels guy. And they went and got one of the Josh McDaniels guys that Josh McDaniels coached in New England, and they brought him in to be a Josh McDaniels guy, and they paid him a ton to be a Josh McDaniels. Who gives this guy all the power? He went to the Broncos, had all the power. He wound up with Tim Tebow. Right? then, He didn't have the power in New England. That's Bill Belichick. Right? So you know the thing that he impressed you, impressed you with when he was being an offensive coordinator was not being the head honcho, all-knowing, all-powerful decision maker. It was offensive play design. It was offensive play calling. It was collaborating with a quarterback. So then he goes and becomes a head coach elsewhere, and immediately they're like, we want you to make all of the decisions. It's like, well, of course. I would like to bring my friends. Adam Schefter tweeted out, the compensation for Jimmy G... Three years, $65.5 million, including $34 million guaranteed per Schefter source. Jimmy G, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him his credit. Look good last year. Right? Last year was a very difficult situation for Jimmy G. He was uh, pushed and pulled around by the Niners all offseason. He was working out on another field while they practiced during camp. Uh, and then injuries forced him into the lineup, and, and he played well. Okay, like I, I want that to be clear. He played well. But but could anyone look bad for San Fran last year? Right? It, it's You know Jimmy G was a little bummed that Brock Purdy played so well when Brock Purdy stepped in. He had to be, right? He had to be like, oh, man, you're telling me the last guy drafted could step into this offense with that talented roster, with that play caller, with that defense, and – Look better than me? Huh. Right, loaded team, Kyle Shanahan. Was it, was it, were, are we really that excited, excited about Jimmy G playing well now that we've seen what Brock Purdy did? Ah. But what, what I do know is Jimmy G is a Josh McDaniels guy. And the funny part is Aaron Rodgers isn't done yet. Right? Aaron Rodgers to the, the Jets. Trey Wingo says it's done. But nobody else has confirmed it. The, 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 the insiders that we normally all, you know, tri- triple stamp a double stamp haven't said anything yet. Jimmy G, if he hung around, might have been able to get a little bidding war going. Because if the Jets strike out on, on Rodgers and the, the Raiders are still looking for a quarterback, sudden, and maybe Houston still wants somebody to mentor their young guy, suddenly you go, do I hear more? Right and you like suddenly it's 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 a whole thing, but I think even Jimmy looked around and went, yeah, nobody likes me as much as Josh McDaniels. I don't care how many options they don't have. I'm going to I'm I'm going home, Joshy. You drafted me. We we were together for a little bit in New England. I'm coming home. He is, and and again, I don't want to be like he's completely serviceable. It's com- he is completely like he will. Devontae Adams is going to have a good year next year, and Josh Jacobs is going to have a good year next year if he stays healthy. And Darren Waller, if he can stay healthy, will will catch touchdowns and yards because Jimmy G can do all of that. The thing that I don't think you you get from Jimmy G is in that division. If a game is close at the end of the year, or at the end of not even at the end of the year, if a game is close at the end of a game, week two, I don't know what their schedule is. I don't know who they play, but if 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 you are 
asking him to outduel Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, somebody down that, I mean, maybe not Wilson, but that Broncos defense. Like, if you're asking him in the biggest moments to make the big plays, he's going to go, no, 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 no. You brought me in to be serviceable. You, you, need, you need to go somewhere else for all the, the, the it factor stuff. And, and it's funny because he does win games, but he's just been set up to be in such a good situation so often that you look at the winning percentage and you go, is it him? Right, it, it, This is where context matters. When I'm championing Lamar Jackson, I talk about his winning percentage and how it's the fourth highest of, of all time and he's won the fourth most games since he took over as a starter and wins matter. And, and then I look at Jimmy G and I go, well, he wins a lot of games, but I, I don't think it matters the same. And it might be hypocritical, but it might also be understanding that the best wide receiver that Lamar Jackson has played with is Hollywood Brown and he left. And now it's Prochet, and it's Bateman who's hurt. And you look at you look at what Jimmy G's been been having, and it's Debo Samuel, and it's Brandon Ayuk who would be a number one on a lot of teams, but he's the number two. And it's George Kittle who, when healthy, might be the best tight end outside of Kelsey. And and it's Christian McCaffrey now. But even before that, it was really good uh, running backs by committee. And you have Kyle Shanahan. It's it's not all stats should be judged equally. If I had to guess what this means for the Raiders, it means if Will Levis is there at seven, or if Anthony Richardson plummets to seven, they're going to say Jimmy G just became a bridge quarterback. And now we have a guy who is a project who we can give time to be a project because that's what Jimmy G is here for. And then also, and, and it's the elephant in every room right now, the Jets better get Aaron Rodgers. They better not make Trey Wingo look like a fool. They better get him because Jimmy G was the safety school. If we don't get Rodgers, we'll get Jimmy. Now that he's agreed to terms with the Raiders, I have no idea what the Jets would do if they don't walk out of here with Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, if you believe Wingo, deal's done or, or the agreement is done, uh, so, so they don't have anything to worry about. But if there's any hesitation or if Rodgers has any indication that he is going to flip-flop, Jets better better lock in. Better better lock in. You better shut it down. Better lock it down. I forget what the actual quote is. That was trying to be a little Vince Vaughn and, and wedding crashers there, but I forget what he actually said. Uh, call and text lines are open, 757-687-9494. Jimmy G to the Raiders. Good, bad, give us a reason why. 757-687-9494. Speaking of that Dream Lawns text line, Robbie, what do you got? Tim from Donovan in the 757. We moved on from a quarterback that got us to the playoffs for a quarterback that might not stay healthy. And Stidham chose to be a backup <laughs> to a division rival than uh, play for McDaniels. It, it, it is fascinating because Stidham was a, was a McDaniels guy, right? Because he was a, a New England guy. So if Stidham would have hung around, they would have had all McDaniels guys. And McDaniels could have been jacked up and said, hey, let's all, when no one's watching, wear our Patriots gear. Um but, yeah, Stidham went to the, the Broncos to back up Russell Wilson. Uh, $5 million a year, I think, had something to, to do with that decision. But uh, the Derek Carr to Jimmy G thing is interesting. I like Derek Carr more. Derek Carr was more expensive. Derek Carr had a history. I think Josh McDaniels wanted one of – even if Jimmy G was more expensive, I think he wanted one of his guys. Like, he didn't want the fans more loyal to Derek Carr than – to mcdaniels right it's it's he wanted to clean house and and start over with people that he brings in it, it just feels like that and and again it kind of happened in denver mcdaniels is not a 
best player. It's a best player that fits my narrative, coach, and, and that's a, a weird place to be. What else you got? From the 703, a text just came in on the Dreamlongs text line. If Rodgers to the Jets is not done yet, <laughs> then the price just went up for Aaron Rodgers. True. <laughs> Maybe that's his, his game this whole time. I mean, right now he's holding both the Packers and the Jets hostage. The Packers can't go out into free agency and do what they want to do because they don't know if they're going to have a $50 million cap hit from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Jets, they have a lot that they could go on and do, but then they'd be moving on from Rodgers, and, and I don't think they want to do that. So right now uh, the term jerk is popping into my head. Um, he, I don't know what else he's waiting for. And, and, unless maybe he's just waiting for the price to go up, but he's already under contract for a stupid amount of money. Um, I, 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 the Aaron Rodgers situation is not one that I can predict, and it hasn't been. And the, this waiting game for me is truly a waiting game. I'm just just waiting. Although Trey Wingo said it's done. Trey Wingo said it's done. <laughs> I don't. Where does that like? Is that a chapter in the book or is that the finale to the book? We don't know. Trey Wingo said it's done. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. The other thing that's going on this week, uh, the brackets. I don't know why we decided to do all these on the same day. We, we could have done the brackets next week, NFL free agency, this, but we're doing them all on the same day. I'll give you some insights into the bracket as it was released yesterday. Coming up next, and I let you into a sports media secret about the brackets. Coming up next, stick around. We're at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, and then we're going through like a dress rehearsal for, for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday action. Uh, I've already eaten some Hoops Madness special menu food. Uh, there's great drinks, the full menu that's normally here, and we encourage you to stop out and say hi. We're here for the entirety of the broadcast today. Uh, it's at right off Battlefield Boulevard in Chesapeake. In the meantime, this is a dangerous year to be a sports radio host going into March Madness. Bracket season, if you will. Fill out your bracket season, bracket challenge season. Who's filled out their bracket? Who's got the bracket pool season? Because this year, it's impossible to feign knowing what you're talking about. I'm bringing you in on a little secret here on, on sports media. Okay? This is just between you you and me, 757, and everyone listening on the stream, which can be found at Priority Auto Sports Radio 941.com. If you work for a sports entity such as this show, this station that we work for, many online publications, any uh, a myriad of periodicals and magazines, newspapers. If you work for a sports media entity that doesn't focus 100% on college basketball, like if you don't host a college basketball podcast or, or work for like college basketball ESPNU radio or something like that, um, it's impossible to be an expert on the brackets. Impossible. Too many teams, too many players, too many coaches, too many injuries, too many college basketball conference tournaments. If it's not 100% of your focus, uh-uh, can't do it. However, you'll hear many people in this business feign it. They will fake it, right? They'll read a couple interviews or uh, articles, listen to a couple interviews, just enough to be dangerous. And in most years, you can get by. In most years, you can... Uh, you can be okay, right? You can answer the questions. You can ask the right questions. You can do the right things. This year, you can't. The number one seeds, Alabama, Purdue, Kansas, and Houston. They average six and a half losses per team. We're talking seven, five, five, three. That's a lot of losses. 
right? If there's an undefeated team going into March, guess what? You know you're going to pay attention to that one because you're going to be asked about them. So you pay attention to that one. If there's a one-loss team, if there's a dominant team, if there's a superstar team, yeah, you don't even have to really pay any extra attention. They'll show it to you on SportsCenter. This year, uh-uh. The most we know about Alabama is the tragedy involving Darius Miles and Brandon Miller's involvement. The most known thing about Purdue is that they have a seven foot four center that feels out of place in the era that he plays in. And I'm not sure the casual fan knows anything about Kansas or Houston this year. I mean, you know Kansas's jerseys. You know Houston roughly. You know that Kansas won last year. You, exactly. But that was last year. Who's coming back? Who knows? We're pretty sure... Uh, uh, McDermott, who's from the 757, is no longer on the roster. That's about all. That shooter. That's it. I watched Bracketology because, of course, everyone does, right? The, the, the Bracket Madness review. I watched Bracketology, sat back, enjoyed it. Everyone was putting UConn in the final four. I'm going, UConn is a four seed. I've heard nothing about them. Why are they in the final four? And then Jay Billis put him as his winner. He won the whole thing. They're a four seed. No one ever picks a four seed to win. And then I recognized. I went, oh, this is going to be more difficult than I thought. My bracket is going to be it's going to be plagiarized. Here's Seth Greenberg on Get Up again. Listen to the final four. I've got Alabama, Duke, Texas, and UConn. And Alabama, the most talented team. Duke was on nine in a row in the way they're defending right now and their length and athleticism. Texas won the Big 12. They won it without Timmy Allen. He should be back for the NCAA tournament. Their backcourt play is experienced. They got six seniors and then UConn. UConn dominates the glass. They've got to get good point guard play. Tristan Newton's got to play well, but Adama Sanogo's a problem, and Jordan Hawkins is a big-time three-point shooter. That's my Final Four. UConn in the Final Four. What the heck is going on? I, uh, Duke is on a nine-game win streak. They won the ACC, and it was handily. I mean, I know against Virginia, handily, sometimes it's eight points. But but that whole game, even when it closed to four, it felt like 15. The, Duke just won the ACC handily on a nine-game win streak, have had the number one overall recruiting class coming into this year have multiple guys that are going to get drafted in the first round and they're a five seed which i can't explain and then everybody was picking them to go to the final four so i'm going wait a second why aren't they a higher seed if they had what is going on and i couldn't even say i i, I literally could not even say well they did lose a decent amount of games because the teams that are the number one seeds lost a decent amount of games this year there's no like there's no Kentucky team that has, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. There's no Wisconsin team that has been to the Final Four twice before already and are going to go again. There's 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 a lot of unknown. So if you hear somebody that like 51 weeks a year doesn't talk about college basketball and now suddenly they're talking about it and they're going here's a 12 seed you want to pay attention to and they bring out their bracket and they have to read who the 12 seed is they go here's the 12 seed it is uh vcu vc they're just doing it because the cliche of every 12 every year a 12 seed beats a five they're just like uh 12 would be charleston i'm a big charleston fan charleston this year they don't know what they're talking about and that's fine, first of all. Matter of fact, I'm kind of excited for my brackets this year. Do you know why? Because every year I do know something about the brackets. I do have teams that I like. I do have underdogs that I think are frisky. I do have teams that, that 
uh, I learn about throughout the season and then I'm connected to during the, the, the brackets. And then I lose to my aunt who doesn't know anything. Or I lose to my cousin who filled it out as quickly as she possibly could because the kids were screaming while she filled it out. So, so this year I'm kind of like maybe I'm going to be the lucky winner. Maybe I'm going to be the one who picks based on mascots and wins it all. I listened to a podcast today. I was filling out my bracket. I was listening to a podcast that was like a little preview. And literally, I would fill out a team and go, they'd, they'd say something like, UCLA uh, is number two overall in Ken Palm. And I was like, oh, Ken Palm is uh, actually, I believe Ken, the actual Ken Palm went to Pomeroy, went to Virginia Tech. Uh, but it's an advanced analytic that tells you how good teams are outside of the rankings. So they're number two in Ken Palm. And I was like, ooh, and they're a two seed? They're not a one seed because I don't like to go all four ones. I was like, I'm going to go with UCLA. So I, I, I pencil in or I, I pen in UCLA on a nice little run. And then two seconds later they go, but, you know, so-and-so got hurt, and, and that one's really going to kill them. It's going to be difficult. I was like, ah, cross them out, cross them out. And then they go, Houston, right, betting favorite. I looked up the betting odds, and I was like, Houston, betting odds favorite. All right, I can't look stupid if I put Houston. And then as I'm listening to this podcast, one of their main players has a groin injury, and they don't know how explosive he's going to be. I was like, ah, I can't do that. Cross it out, cross it out, cross it out. There's, I'm, I'm saying all of this as a warning, right? Listen, like seek out experts that are experts. Like do your vetting when you make your, your pool decisions. Don't. Seek out people that are saying they're experts, right? It's like if someone calls you up and says, hello, I'm a doctor. Eh, right? I don't know about that one. But if you look up a doctor and you find the number and you call the doctor's office, eh, now you believe them, right? That's how you should get your your March Madness uh, research done. You look up somebody and you call them or you look up somebody and then go read their articles, listen to their podcasts. Don't let them come to you. PSA over. Call and text lines open 757-687-9494. With that being said, if you have a dark horse, if you have a hot tip, I want to hear it. If you have a reason for one of these double-digit seeds to go on a run, I have a hard time turning down tips. 757-687-9494. When we come back, more of the biggest stories from free agency in the NFL, including a weird drought on skill positions we've seen linemen we've seen defensive linemen offensive linemen we've seen defenders linebackers dbs safeties corners we've seen quarterbacks sign i can't think of a single significant wide receiver tight end or running back to sign a free agent deal maybe that's because they're all like odell beckham jr and they want 20 million dollars stick around this is the tim donnelly show on priority auto sports radio 94.1 We're big fans of overtime, so long as it doesn't end in a tie. 46-yard field goal to tie. And it's no good! Not even close! Wide right! This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Stafford going to the end zone, reaching up and making the grab! Odell Beckham Jr., Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. OBJ had a workout on Friday. Reports over the weekend. He thought it went so well, he wants $20 million a year. $20 million per year for Odell Beckham Jr. 
first of all, not a, a, a very uh, fast-moving market for offensive skill position players. We are live, by the way, from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Stop out and say hi if you want. Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. We'll be here for the, for the entirety of the show uh, as we do our little tour around the area leading up to the NCAA tournament later this week. Um, I'm just going to run down quickly. I'm on a, a, a free agency tracker here. Let me see if you notice something. These are the, the positions that have signed free agency deals. Linebacker, offensive lineman, tackle, punter, punter, linebacker, linebacker, guard, Linebacker, D-tackle, fullback. <laughs> That's actually not free agent. That was an extension. Uh, guard, linebacker, tackle, lineman, offense, or defensive lineman, excuse me, defensive uh, interior lineman, corner, corner, safety, defensive line. In case you can't note, it's, it's, there's no offensive skill positions. There's no wide receivers. There's no tight ends. There's no running backs. Mike Boone signed a running back deal, uh, and a random backup tight end signed it. The, the, the skill position players are moving slower than molasses. Meanwhile, offensive, defensive linemen, uh, even a quarterback or two is getting signed. Uh, secondary players, linebackers, middle linebackers, outside linebackers, all kinds of linebackers are getting signed all over the place. I don't know if this is some kind of blowback where everybody kind of overspent on skills in the past and now they're recognizing they're not as important. I don't know if they're so important that none are hitting the open market that are worth of any value because uh, everybody is holding on with two hands to their their playmakers. But the fact that, that the everything's moving so quickly on defense and in the trenches and they're moving so slowly on offensive kind of the fantasy football positions is is surprising to me. Odell Beckham Jr. likely thinks that's going to drive his market up, right? If, if there's not any other options out there, I can ask for the world. And that's exactly what he's doing. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk on OBJ's Price. Do we have Chris, Mike Florio here? The, the number was out there during the 2022 season, $20 million a year. I'm told that's still the number. And honestly, anybody giving him a multi-year deal or a one-year deal worth $20 million, he's going to have to prove himself before he unlocks any kind of significant payment. He's 31 years old. He's coming off of two ACL tears. He hasn't played since Super Bowl 56. He hasn't played very much at all the past three years. It's he, he He's not in a position to be greedy. He's not in a position to be unrealistic. He's not in a position to rest on past laurels. First of all, there's a big difference between wanting it and getting it. Right? There's a big difference between asking for it and being uh, rewarded with it. He hasn't played, as you heard, in, in over a year. And, he, and even longer, than, he hasn't averaged more than 45 yards per game since 2019. We're going into the year 2023 season. So it's been a minute. Second of all, he could get $20 million per year, kind of. Incentives, right? If he wants to go full bet on himself, if he wants to go full Juju Smith-Schuster, right, where, where you have to catch a certain amount of passes, you have to get a certain amount of yards, you have to get a certain amount of touchdowns, the team has to win a certain amount of playoff games, they have to finish a certain place in the division for you to see your whole money. Sure, he could get $20 million a year. It would just be very difficult to achieve incentives. Beckham has made $82 million in his career. He has the financial, and more off the field, he has the financial security to bet on himself if he wants to. That's where other wide receivers on the market, think Alan Lazard, think Jacoby Myers, think uh, of some of these, these younger, less accomplished 
wide receivers wouldn't be in the same market, right? They have to get their quote. They have to get what their agent thinks they're worth because they don't have $82 million in pre-earnings that they can fall back on. Third of all, prioritizing $20 million a year is the exact opposite thing that I would do if I were Odell. I'd be looking for the best football fit on a winner for this reason. He's one of the few athletes that can make back money that you pass on in your contract in endorsements. If Odell Beckham Jr. plays on a winning team and plays well, the endorsements will will flow like wine in in Aspen, where the beer flows like wine, uh, for for my Dumb and Dumber fans out there. Uh, If that guy, like, he, he is wildly famous when he's not playing well. Imagine what what would happen from an endorsement standpoint if Odell Beckham Jr. is a pro bowler on a playoff team. That I mean, that's Q score rating through the roof. Suddenly he'll be back at the ESPYs. He'll be back in head and shoulders commercials. He'll be, he'll be doing all the things that, that he once did when he was a superstar on the Giants. That ha, He's lost that sizzle a bit during his time with Cleveland. So, so if I'm looking at OBJ as an advisor, I'm saying, all right, let's find a quarterback that can sustain – High production. Let's find a play caller that is is good at working with your style of wide receiver. Let's find a big media market, and let's get you playing well for a winner. Twenty million a year would be nice. Thirteen per year would be would be completely acceptable. Nine million a year with five million in endorsements is more than thirteen a year. Like let, let's think big picture here. At least that's that's what I would be thinking. I'm always thinking big picture. It's, Maybe a, maybe a flaw of my thinking, but I don't think it is. I'm looking at the big picture as often as I possibly, possibly can. Uh, and, and then just to add on to my point earlier about how the, the offensive skill positions have been slow, biggest news for a skill position has been Austin Eckler not being wanted by his own team. Austin Eckler running back Chargers uh, reportedly wanted to get started conversations on a new deal, um, which makes sense. He's going into the final year of his deal, and he's been a huge part of their offense. Uh, and I, I guess those talks weren't going well, so he asked to to start seeking a trade. So not only is the running back, wide receiver, tight end market seemingly dull in in the free agency market, there's like other guys throwing their hats in the ring because they don't want to be where or aren't wanted where they are. It's a, it's a pretty uh pretty wild and crazy deal there. Uh, we have a giveaway. I said it was going to come earlier, and I'm a little bit late, but it's a uh, it's. If you win, it's free, so I don't feel bad about it. Larry King Law's Langley Speedway, Spring Day of Destruction, Saturday, March 18th. So it's coming up this Saturday. Flag drops at 1 p.m. It is a four-pack of tickets, so we'll go to caller number four. You have to be able to come pick them up, by the way. They will be, is it that in our house? Correct. They'll be in office. They'll be in our office on, on Thursday. Thursday. You have to be able to pick them up uh, in the, the events on Saturday. Caller number four at 757-687-9494. And we talked uh, we talked about the spring, spring day of destruction last week. Uh, this thing is nuts. You put two people in a car, you have a demo derby where the driver is blindfolded and the person in the passenger seat has to describe to them where to drive. Uh, you put two cars, you tie them like nose to, to tail, and one car has gas, one car has brakes. There's pure chaos out there. Sounds like a wild time. Spring day of destruction tickets going to caller number four at 757 687 Nine four nine four. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, I have a question. The Ravens obviously still in Lamar Jackson limbo. What if Lamar goes back to Baltimore? What if they match an offer where he goes back to Baltimore on a one-year deal? 
What happens then? I'd, I'd argue chaos. Stick around.